raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. Hello and welcome. We have another wonderful show for you today on Healing the Whole Person. We have Father Bob Sears with us, um, our, our in-house Jesuit. He, uh, he's a regular on the show, as you know. He's a professor or a former professor of theology and psychotherapy, and he's a much-in-demand spiritual director. I speak from personal experience. He had directed me for over 10 years. He's a counselor, workshop, and retreat presenter and a writer on various aspects of healing. Most especially, he's, um, his specialty is healing the family tree, and Father Bob will be one of our featured speakers at our upcoming conference in October. Um, uh, more details to follow, but October 27th and 28th. So you want to mark your calendars now. So with that said, I'm your I'm your moderator, Joan McHugh. And hello, Father Bob, are you there? Welcome. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Joan, for uh, introducing me. And also, if you have any questions, uh, the number is 224 585 9734. So you can call here at any time and we'll pick up the questions. Uh, today's topic I thought of was uh, the cross is healing. You know, this came to me when I was reading the Divine Office uh, of, and Theodore of the Studite wrote, In the cross there's no mingling of good and evil, as in the tree of paradise. It is wholly beautiful to behold and good to taste. Beautiful, and he goes on to say that the fruit of this tree is not death, but life, not darkness, but light, and it does not cast out of paradise, but opens the way to our return. And he has all the links to Old Testament images of Noah's Ark. It's the wood of Noah's Ark, of Moses' staff that brought judgment on Egypt and led Israel out. It's the wood of Isaac and his sacrifice. All these things that are images of God's restoring us to truth. It is the glory of all apostles, the crown of martyrs. By the cross, we, the sheep of Christ, are gathered into one flock, destined for sheepfolds of heaven. So what a beautiful acknowledgement of the cross of Jesus. As St. Paul said, may I never boast except in the cross of Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Galatians 6.14 So I, I don't th think I looked at the cross that way, and I don't think most of the people that I talk to look at the cross that way. We tend to want to avoid suffering. So how can it be healing? And it was a text by Richard Rohr that, uh, spoke to me. He reflected on Jesus' word to Nicodemus. As Moses is lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. So Jesus is re referring, of course, to the passage in Numbers 21.8 where God 
told Moses to raise up the serpent on the pole because they've been bitten by the serpent because of their sin and their grumbling and many people were dying and God gave him this solution he said put make a bronze serpent on a pole and anyone who has been bitten by a serpent and looks upon it will be healed isn't that interesting and uh, Father Rohr says the very thing that is killing children in Israel is what will heal them if they look upon it it is presented as a kind of vaccine that will give you just enough of the disease so that you can develop a resistance to it. I don't know if I like that image as much as this other one. Jesus has become the seeming problem, and it, like with homeopathy, for example, you imitate the illness with the remedy, and the illness is neutralized and it is healed. So it's kind of like a spiritual homeopathy. As he says, it, Jesus brought it out into the light, parading it in public, Colossians 2.15, for those who have eyes to see. So God brings the effect of human sins into the light of God's love, actually not his anger, so that embracing these effects in love, we might be healed. Isn't that interesting? So how can we understand this? The very thing that we've brought on ourselves, our ancestors, and our ancestors have brought on us, is the thing that heals us. Isn't the pain what we're trying to get rid of? <laughs> A lot of people look at it that way. In fact, most people do not like pain or sickness or depression, etc. We take medication to get rid of it. So God's way of thinking is the very opposite of what we might think. It was certainly not what Peter was thinking of when Jesus said that he had to go to Jerusalem and be handed over by the chief priests and put to death. And Peter said, Far be it from you, Lord. And Jesus turned on him and he said, Get behind me, Satan. You're not thinking as God does, but as human beings do. That's Mark 8.33. The cross is God's solution. And Jesus only does what he sees the Father doing. So it is God's idea, <laughs> and it's for our healing. And we need to get some understanding of that. Why is the cross God's solution? We sometimes hear that any sacrifice of Jesus, since he's infinite, would have been enough to save us. Is that true? It is true, perhaps, if we look at God's mercy, since God never stopped loving us. And he'd already forgiven us as if we had only stopped and received his forgiveness. But it's not true if we look at God's justice, because God's mercy doesn't go against his justice. We have to think of sin, because sin is really taking God's gifts that he's given to us and using them against God. It's an abomination to God. And it can't exist in heaven. Sin has to be totally removed from us when we go to heaven. Humans have brought this on themselves by disobeying God. And then we try to save ourselves and we continue to sin because God has already forgiven us and we need to just open up to it. So scripture shows what happened as a result. Is you know, Israel tried to save themselves and they just perpetuated the sin. 
So he modeled for us. When Jesus came, he modeled for us how suffering can become an invitation for us to unite with the love of Jesus. It is love that heals. And uniting with Jesus as we accept our suffering with him turns the punishment into love. This is what the, the apostles learned to do after the Holy Spirit came upon them. They rejoiced that they might be found worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name, that is, the sake of Jesus. Acts 5.41 Jesus, who is God and eternal life, took on a human nature to suffer the death that we deserved in order to use it as a purification from sin and to restore through that purification eternal life of love in us. Now, joining our suffering with Jesus is no longer simply a punishment but a remedy that restores eternal life, which is itself God's love. It is love that heals. So reflection on the cross, looking at it, that expresses God's love for us no matter what we do to him manifests a love that cannot be stopped. I remember one time when I was meditating on the Passion, I said to Jesus, Lord, you must be upset with me for making you suffer so much. And he answered me almost immediately, No, I would have done infinitely more if you'd only believe I love you. That really touched me. It is faith in that unconquerable love of God that restores God's image in us. There's a little book that I used to use for teaching grace by Sebastian Moore. It was called The Crucified Jesus is No Stranger. Jesus, in a sense, became what we need to be to restore us to God's image. So you say, well, then, should we not be praying for healing? Well. <laughs> yes, we should be praying for healing, for Jesus has won for us a reunion with God our Father, who certainly wants only good things for his children, so he wants to heal us if that's going to bring us to greater intimacy with God. All healing is meant to deepen our union with God's love. And as that union deepens, we will grow in love like Jesus's. And we will want to be interceding with Jesus for sinners to repent. So that's how, in a sense, there can be a love that, a healing that, in a sense, frees us from blocks to a further intimacy with God. But then as the intimacy grows, our love will grow and we will be able to intercede for other people. So with Jesus, we will be opening ourselves to the suffering of others in order to open them to God's love. We will be increasingly willing to lay down our lives out of love for them. Henry Nouwen called these wounded healers. And we understand that with the 12-step programs, because once people have been, say, healed of their addictions of alcohol or drug addiction or food addiction or relationship addiction, so many different addictions, they want to help others. They're asked to help others because it is in giving that we receive. So what we've received in that healing, we can then hand on to others. So yes, we pray for healing because that's important for us to know God's love at a deeper level in our bodies so that we can be brought into God's love. 
but then we want to hand that on to others. We become people who can help others get healed in the same way that we've been healed. So that's why the saints seem to have suffered the most. It's not punishment, but a deeper love that they experience and a deeper desire to bring others to intimacy with God. Thus God has turned suffering into a greater love for that for those that believe. So bringing it all together, I guess the answer to prayer for healing will, will always be love, whether we are physically healed to grow in intimacy with God or spiritually healed to see our suffering in light of intercession for others and a way to unite with the love of Jesus. In either case, the ultimate goal is union with God's love, which is the ultimate ground of all that happens and of all healing. I was thinking of that. There's a book that just came into my awareness. It was on my shelf, and I was looking for other books, and I just picked this one up, and I hadn't read it, but it was a, it's a powerful book. It's called The Pain That Heals, The Place of Suffering and the Growth of the Person by Martin Israel. It was written in 1981. It's a little older book, but it's very well done and it bringing out this point beautifully because when we have pain it ultimately is getting at our our deepest attachments our pain is usually that we lose a relationship or we lose our health or something that we're very attached to and as we let go of those attachments then we can get to the the deeper truth of god's love which is the very foundation of our souls and as we get in touch with that love which is everlasting and can't be stopped, then things fall into right order. It's as though God gave us both the gifts that we have and the graces that we have and the joy that we have. He also gives us the difficulties. It was Job that says God gives both the good and the bad. So we should accept both of them. Um, so Father, when this, we, this is, when we, open we have that, just we about to, 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. We want to really open to God's love in everything that happens to us because God is in charge of everything. And ask him what we're to learn from it. Perhaps he wants us to pray for healing, and we will pray for that. And just if you want to get in touch with me again, the number is 224-585-9734. Thank you, Father. We'll break now and come back for pr and pray for people. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. 
work. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello, I'm Father James Kubicki, the U.S. Director of the Apostleship of Prayer, and I ask you to support Catholic Radio in your area because Catholic Radio is the way that we can get the word out today. It's Catholic evangelization at its best, and I've heard conversion stories all over the place because of people who have tuned in as they're driving or in their homes, listening to Catholic Radio by accident, and the Lord touching their hearts through the message they heard. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Welcome back. Father Bob Sears, um, that was the most wonderful 12 or 13 minutes. Um, we, I want to unpack it a little bit, uh, and Anne is here to help us. She work, helps out at WSFI. But before we do that, we have a few email uh, prayer requests. So, Father, um, let me list them, and then would you just pray for them. I, I, I won't do them one by one. I'll just tell you what they are, and then you can pray for them. Is that all right? That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have an anonymous. Pre, uh, please pray that I'm able to secure a full-time job with benefits. She has, uh, this person has some interviews coming up, and she, he, I think, keeps saying she. I don't know if it's a sheep. Pray that they will be hired for a position that will be fulfilling. Uh, then we have Shelly, who has a special intention. And then uh, Angela put my name on the list. I'm having lower back surgery tomorrow morning, Father, so I'd ask for <laughs> prayers for a successful surgery. And then Vince, who is in the hospital and rehab, fighting for his life. I understand he's a young man and he needs serious prayers. Kathy Piper, our webmaster, has had two emergency surgeries over the weekend. So she really does need uh, to be lifted up in prayer. Tom O'Connor, a friend of WSFI who's in hospice, who's hanging on to life, literally. Uh, May the Lord call him when he so deems uh, it a he wants to. And then Judy, uh, who fell and has very many issues around her fall and was misdiagnosed. So those are the intentions, Father. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. it's all yours. So the, the anonymous, I just find the job. Lord, you, you're the one that gives us all that we need. You said, seek first your kingdom and everything will be given to you. So I ask that you open up the job that this person needs and with the benefits and whatever Whatever is best, as you know, we ask that through Christ our Lord. Amen. And the special intention, we just bring that to you, Jesus, as we we know that when we raise up to you and two or more are gathered in your name, you're in our midst. And so we join 
in prayer for that intention, that whatever that is, for the Joan for the successful surgery, and for on her back issues, Lord, we ask that you reveal to her what that's all about, is she, what the back is all about, and how much she's maybe taking on herself that you would like to help her carry, whatever that is, we ask that you would uh, instruct and inspire the doctors in their operations and would, Joan would be successfully treated. Thank you. For and the me. young man who had a special intention. And uh, we just uh, asked, Lord, that you would help him at this uh, special emergency situation, that you would be there with the doctors and with him and would give your peace and love. And Kathy also for that same uh, intention, the special emergency operation. And Tom O'Connor, who's so, so close to uh, his life is in, in, uh, in question. And so we just bring that to you, Jesus. And we know that we live as long as you want us to. And when we are to go, that's when we are to hand over everything to you. So we ask that you would free Tom to really release any attachments to, and would simply want what you want for him, and you'd open his heart up to receive that. And we pray for Judy also. We ask, Lord, that you would bring all of these intentions into your love and with the intercession of Mary, our mother, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Um, thank you, Father, for that. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, the thing that pops into my mind through all your talk about suffering is that, you know, I, I think I'm carrying a lot of people with me now in my life who, who need prayer, who are sick, who, who the Lord just puts on my heart. And I kind of walk with these people. And before communion at Mass, I sort of line them up in my mind, like, okay, Lord, I'm going to bring these people to communion uh, with me. Um, I ask for your intercession. And is, is that why, why I get teary-eyed? Tell me about, I, I feel like I'm suffering a lot, or I'm in pain, and is it partly for these people? I feel like I'm carrying their pains. Is that? Well, see, I think it's important. <clears throat> I think I've, I've suggested this to other people, too, that it's important to to not pray for other people until we also pray for ourselves. God doesn't want us to be giving away what we're needing to get. Mm -hmm. So when, when we want to pray for somebody, ask God what they need, mm. and then ask God to give it to you. So if they need to be supported, then maybe you need to be supported. And as you're supported, then you'll be, in a sense, naturally handing them over to Jesus, and he'll only give the share that you're supposed to have to you. It's when we get a little bit in there ourselves and try to do the, <laughs> we, <laughs> we try to twist God's arm or something. I don't know what it is, but it, because we really don't have to pray for anybody. He wants it more than we do. We just have to give him permission to use us in whatever way would be helpful. So can, can we go over that again? Mm -hmm. Pray for what? they need that, that that be given to me? Yes. In other words, I think, for example, if you're praying for your mother and, and she just doesn't know how to love you, etc., pray that you receive the love that she would need in order to do that. Oh. And then you can, you can hand that over to her, <laughs> and, she, and then God will give it to both of you. <laughs> Father, I've never in all my life heard this before. 
It's I love it, but it's new. People, because otherwise we get ourselves in the way, as though we have to be doing something for God to heal us. Yes. No, we have to model the solution. Oh. Because Jesus has already done everything that we need to be healed. The only thing that stands in the way is that people aren't opening to receive it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when when we ask God to give us the grace to receive what they need, we're modeling the solution. That's amazing. That's totally amazing. It's a whole new way of praying, Father. It could be, yes, and, and it's really, I think, is the only one that will give you inner peace, because otherwise you're trying to save the world, and God can't even do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to play God. You know? So what about God the, t- about the tears? God more than you do. What about the tears? The tears, uh, that can be, actually, tears are not necessarily out of sadness. They can be out of joy. And Mm -hmm. I I get tears sometimes when I know I'm loved, because Mm -hmm. it seems so incredible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, know, it's kind of like I get teary-eyed. And St. Ignatius used to get tears just reading the breviary. He got so bad that his eyes got bad, and he had to substitute rosaries for the breviary. You know, because this, that spiritual connection with God brought him to tears. So tears are, in a sense, of a, a deep release of our inner self. It mm. make, gives us that peace. It's just like laughter. It does that, too. Mm-hmm. So both tears and laughter are both that kind of inner release. And tears can be out of sadness. We finally let the grief out, and we just cry. And oftentimes it'll be because somebody holds us, and then we can cry. Mm-hmm. Because we know we're loved. Mm-hmm. So it, the tears aren't useless. So as soon as the tears are are um, appreciated by somebody and we can feel that we're cared about in that grief, then we can cry because then it will be healing. If we cry alone, it's not healing because it's love that heals. Ultimately, it's love. And knowing that, that that's what Jesus did on the cross, he basically carried all our wounds, everything we've gone through, everything we ever will go through, he's already experienced. Mm-hmm. and interceded for us that we would be restored into God's love. So he's done that. He just need he needs we need to know that he's holding us when we go through it. Mm-hmm. Because it's love that heals, not just facing pain, but facing it with somebody who loves us and uniting with that and realizing that this is a transition. I remember for example when I was depressed, you know, I could pray to get free of depression, but it wasn't really freeing me. But when I got that text in Isaiah 43, don't look at what is behind. Behold, I make all things new. Somehow I felt God understood. He just spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And he spoke to me that He, <clears throat> nothing is impossible to him. So I don't have to hold on to that as though it was the last word. Mm-hmm. And so I could just relax and let it go. So I wasn't depressed about being depressed. I, I, could, accept, <laughs> I could accept dying as part of the healing process. All right. Can I go back to this um, praying mm-hmm. for others? Um, so a, a close friend has a son who's coming out of treatment for uh, opiate addiction. All right. Okay. And so praying for this child, young man, yeah. um how do I pray? Well, I, I have an article in my website is familytreehealing.com. It's called Interrupted Love, 
the healing of addictions through the hearts of Jesus and Mary. Mm. And I, I try to explain there that, that addictions are covering over a deep pain. Mm. And all pain is not getting the love we needed. Mm-hmm. Either because I made a decision I won't be a burden or because they just weren't able to do it because they hadn't received it themselves. Whatever it is, that's where the pain is. Pain is always a, a wound in love. Mm-hmm. And healing is always love. So you could pray... <clears throat> that what he's what he's feeling bereft of would be given to him that he would be given the love that he he feels he's never received yes. and that he'd be able to receive it but receive it yourself for him because that's why I say ultimately God has given us his mother and his father as our parents through his dying on the cross and Mary had to let go of Jesus holding on to Jesus so that she could love as widely as God loves he could love everybody so he gave his beloved disciple as her child but also everybody really who believes in Jesus is is her child and so she has to kind of let go of clinging to Jesus and let that love be given to everybody as his children and so we have about a minute father so to pray for this this child to receive that love myself is that what i'm asking for correct yes and let it flow out for him i see so let god give you the love of mary and the love of the heavenly father together because it's the joint love that really frees us because we don't have to save them thank you father have to receive it could we that that's a beautiful beautiful way to end father you've answered a, a, a deep question I'm, I'm hope for the listeners too would you um, give your blessing to the all the listeners yes, out will. there so loving God we, you have blessed us by giving us your family and by adopting us through the death of Jesus we ask Lord that you would open each of our hearts to receive that that we would be born again of your love and of Mary's love and Jesus's love we brought into your family and that that healing would begin to heal all the wounds of our lives in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Hello, this is David Bending from St. Raphael's The Archangel and Carmel Catholic High School, and this is sponsor WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. And a very good afternoon to you. I'm Al Cresta, and we've got a spectacular hour ahead of us here learning about Benjamin Franklin. 
<clears throat> You've heard many things said about Benjamin Franklin. I remember many, many, many years ago, he was actually an object of derision among certain friends of mine who used to joke that he had populated half of France. Not true, but uh, he did have uh, un unorthodox relationships with some women. But the important thing about Franklin is he is probably the most iconic American figure of the founding generation. He's a politician. He is a scientist and inventor. He's a public journalist. 